Awesome. Well, turn in your Bibles today to Ephesians chapter 6. As you're turning there, uh, one last thing, to get ready for this move. Um, we're going to be talking about it in the next couple weeks, but on August 12th, we're going to have a prayer night at the new school, and I want to invite all of you out. It's a Friday night from 7 to 8. Uh, so that you can see them where the new campus is. You can see where if you have children, where your children are going to be uh, attending classes. Um, you can just find, you know, your parking spot. You can even pick out your chair that you will sit in, all right? And so I want to invite you out August 12th, Friday night, and uh, to just pray with us and uh, believe that God's presence is going to be there with us. Uh, Ephesians chapter 6, uh, verse 12, we are continuing our series in the supernatural. Brandon did a great job talking about angels last week. The week before that, we talked about demons, and I did a good job on that. <laughs> Curtis, I did a good job on that. Thank you. Um, and then uh, we kicked off the whole series three weeks before that. But Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, says this. It says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. What's the Bible telling us? The Bible's telling us this, is that there is a whole other world that many of you don't see, okay? And that your opposition is not with your spouse. Come on, somebody. Your opposition is not with your roommate. If you have, your opposition is not, no, you're not fighting in the natural. You're not flat fighting flesh and blood. You are fighting principalities and powers in heavenly places. Now turn with me to 1 John. Chapter 4, verse 1. I'm going to read this and then one more passage. 1 John 4, starting in verse 1, and it says this, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have come out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard was coming and now is in the world already. Little children, you are from God and have overcome them. For he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Now one last, one last passage I want to read to you if you want to turn there. And it's found Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16, verse 16. Acts 16, verse 16. And it says this, As we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a slave girl who had a spirit of divination, or one that, that tells the future, and brought her owners much gain by fortune-telling. She followed Paul and us, crying out, These men are servants of the Most High God, who proclaim to you the way of salvation. And this she kept doing for many days. Paul, having become greatly annoyed, I love that, turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out that very hour. But when her owners saw that their hope of gain was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the rulers. And when they had brought them to the magistrates, they said, These men are Jews. They were disrupting our, or disturbing our city. They advocate customs that are not lawful for us as Romans to accept or practice. The crowd joined in attacking them, and the magistrates tore their garments off them and gave them orders 
uh, to beat them with rods, and when they had inflicted many blows upon them, they threw them in prison, ordering the jailer to keep them safely. Having received this order, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in stocks. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your word today. God, we thank you that your word is living and active. I pray that in the next few moments that we have together, as a church, that, Lord, you would speak to us. God, you would, you would go beyond our, 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 just our, our natural thinking, and, God, you begin to speak to our spirit today. Let our eyes be opened up, let our hearts be opened up, and let us receive that which you have. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. <clears throat> Here we are in our fourth week of Supernatural. As I mentioned already, we, we, we kicked off the series, and we discovered this, that there are two, two worlds There's the natural world, which you and I see, and then there's the supernatural world, or the spirit realm, which you and I as believers should see and be tapped into, but oftentimes are not, okay? And so there's these two opposing worlds. We talked in that first Sunday about what happens when those two worlds collide. Then I, then I begin to talk a little bit about the dark side, and we talked about demons and fallen angels, and what are they, and is there a difference? And then last week, Brandon talked about, about angels, as we started this series now four weeks in, I was just talking to somebody even this morning, and it's, it's, it's kind of made some of us a little bit uncomfortable. Um, and maybe not in a bad way, but it's stretching us a little bit to not just look with our natural eyes, but to look with our spiritual eyes. And I know that when Brian Allard was here, our friend and the vice president of Urban Church, that he was here and he prayed for some people, and there were some people falling on the ground, and people are like, what's that all about? Some people begin to speak with, with a new tongue being baptized in the Holy Spirit. And people are like, whoa, what's that about? And so people are asking questions, and they're wondering, whoa, what, what, what's going on? And, uh, and so we're going to continue to talk about all these things. Next week, we're going to talk about the gifts of the Spirit. The week after that, I'm going to take the whole Sunday and talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and show you scripturally how I believe that the, the gift of tongues and the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the evidence of speaking in tongues, are different. So we'll do that in two weeks. But what's, what I've been noticing is people's curiosity has been piqued. And I've been getting emails, I've been getting text messages, I've been getting phone calls, even on vacation. Uh, I told my wife, I said, babe, I said, you got to make sure that I don't, I don't check my email on vacation anymore because it just kind of interrupts the vacation a little bit and I start getting in work mode. And so we were getting all these, uh, all these emails and stuff and people having these questions. Nothing wrong with the questions, they're just, hey, could you show me from Scripture? And so that's what we're doing. We're trying to show people from Scripture the supernatural realm. But people's eyes are getting open to it. As a matter of fact, we were talking to uh, uh, one young couple, and uh, they were up in Hillcrest, and they were shopping. They wanted to go to the Buffalo Exchange and look for some stuff. They'd never been to the Buffalo Exchange, nor had they ever been to Hillcrest. They happened to go to Hillcrest on Gay Pride weekend. It was actually the day of the Gay Pride. Okay, now having never been to Hillcrest, let me just tell you this, that's not the right day to go. Okay? And... uh, and uh, so they're sharing us, uh, this story with us, and they walked in, and he would, grabbed a pair of jeans, and he was trying on the jeans, and, and she was standing there waiting, and all she was looking around, and she realized there was a lot of different things going on, and people were dressed very differently and, and, and very provocatively, and, and then she began to realize, wow, something's going on. And she began to feel like Paul did when he, he arrived on the scene in, uh, in Ephesus, that his spirit was provoked. Well, her spirit was a little bit provoked, and so she just kind of stood off to the side, and she just started praying a little bit, because she was starting to get freaked out a little bit. And as she was praying, she told us this story, okay? And now, for this couple, the supernatural stuff is very new to them, okay? And so she was standing there, and she was praying. As she was praying, all of a sudden, one of the shoes that was on the shelf leaped off and flew right in front of her face and almost hit her in the head, okay? Now, I know some of you are out there like, oh, whatever, you know? 
I'll have her here. She's out there on vacation this weekend, but I'll have her come up. I'll have you talk to her. She told me this story. Once again, she's not someone that is like, you know, totally into the supernatural, all right? And she freaked out. She said her first thought was, is it reminded me of the story that Pastor Ben told us about the chandelier falling. And she looked very quickly to see if anybody was there and what was going on and, and how the shoe, you know, flew at her head and there was nobody there. And, and she was started freaking out a little bit. Uh, what was taking place? I'll tell you what was taking place. She was tapped into the supernatural at that moment, okay? There were some spirits at that moment, in that place, did not like the fact that she began to pray and began to invite the presence of God. Ladies and gentlemen, there are two worlds at work. There is the natural world and there is the supernatural world. Now, some of you sitting out there, you don't know Jesus yet, you're probably scared. Good, you should be. Okay? But for, for Christ followers, listen, you have nothing to worry about. The Bible says that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Are you with me? We see in Scripture throughout, all through Scripture, that, that God has given us power over unclean spirits. We don't have to worry about, we don't have to freak out about those things, but what we do need to do is we need to discern it, we need to recognize it, and we need to deal with it. Are you with me this morning? Okay? We, we, we got to understand this, that as we walk this Christian life, that we are not, you know, human beings, you know, in the natural having a, having, you know, a, a momentary spiritual experience. What we are is we are supernatural spirit beings have a momentary human natural experience. Are you with me? And we need to tap into the supernatural. And so we're talking about it. People's curiosity is, is being piqued. Some people don't get it. Some people are scared of it. Even, even as we've been in this series, some people are uncomfortable. Let's get to the next series. Let's talk about sex. I can talk about that one. All right. This is supernatural, you know, but let's, let's get to the sexual revolution. We will, okay? But once again, that's going to be a, a spiritual battle that you and I are going to fight. Now, let's read Acts 16 today. I know there's a lot of you out there who would like to see, yeah, let's talk about Acts 16 and let's, let's exegete the scriptures properly, okay? I don't even know what that word means. It's just a cool sounding word that we like to throw out every, every once in a while, okay? Could you, could you talk to me about the scriptures and, and what's happening in Acts 16? And, and see, a lot of people would look at Acts 16 and, that we just read and they would like to, 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 to kind of just, okay, let's, let's make this practical for today. Let's make Acts 16. Paul, you know, and Silas walking here, and, 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 you know, and they're just minding their own business. The Bible says that they're headed to the place of prayer. They're not disturbing anybody. They're just telling other people about Jesus. They're going to prayer, the Bible says. And on their way, you know, the servant girl who just happens to have a demon, you know, um, you know starts bothering them, you know. And then, you know, Paul and Silas deal with that, and then they're just wrongfully accused and thrown in prison. A lot of people would like to say, how does that apply to us today, you know? And they, they might say something like, well, this applies to you today because, you know, you just do your best to be a Christian. Don't bother anybody else, but know this, that as a Christ follower, when you walk into certain places, you're going to experience opposition. I mean, that opposition, you know, it, it might be your car breaks down. <laughs> that opposition might, oh, you're having some financial difficulties, you know, and you're going to experience that opposition you know, your opposition is you might, you know, you might not, you might not, you know, being seen eye to eye with your spouse. <laughs> yeah, like that ever happens. You know? And, and people try to say, you know, you're going to experience opposition. But when you experience that opposition, you know, just, just take a moment and pray, and, and God's going to work everything out. That's what I see in Scripture. Let, let's bow our heads and close our eyes and pray. God, we thank you for today. That's not a bad message. But can I tell you something? That's not, what, that's not what the Bible's saying here. That's not really what Acts 16 is trying to tell us, that you might experience some opposition. Your car might break down. You might have some financial difficulty. 
You might, you know, you might experience some hardship in relationships. And if you just pray, you're going to... That's not what the Bible's saying here, okay? Are you with me today? Because when I read the Bible, this is what it's telling me. When I read Acts 16, this is what Acts 16 says to me. Paul and Silas are preaching the gospel to everyone that's around. Yes, they are on the way to prayer. But on the way to prayer, they encounter the supernatural realm. They didn't encounter a car breaking down, a camel losing a shoe. Are you with me, okay? They didn't encounter, you know, um, you know some difficulty, a, a rough conversation, you know, all oh, finances are really, man, we need to stop. They didn't encounter that. What they encountered was the supernatural. Are you, are you, did you read on the screens what I wrote to you today, okay? They experienced a demon-possessed girl. Hey, now here's something we need to understand. The Bible was not written so that we could read it and just try to interpret it into modern day times, okay? The Bible was written for us to read, and yes, we need to make it applicable for our lives today, but it was meant for us to read, especially the book of Acts, and see what was happening in the New Testament church, and then look at the church today and say, hey, are we being the same church that we read about in the Bible? Are you with me? See, I know a lot of you liked the first message. Couldn't we just go back to that one part about the car breaking down and the opposition? Could you pray for me? Because I'm struggling right now. I need a new job. I'm sorry. Do you have a job? Yes, but I want a new one. Get over it. You know, okay? Here's what we're to do. We're to read the Bible. We're to, as we read it, this is the church, ladies and gentlemen. Here's, here's what I see in Scripture that Paul and Silas, with the power of God on their life, supernatural, turn to this girl I don't know why he you know, got to the point where he was annoyed, but he finally gets annoyed, turns to the girl, casts the demon out. Now notice something. He does not carry on a conversation with the demon. He doesn't even take her into a little private room somewhere. Are you comfortable? Would you like a glass of water? We're going to do a little thing called exorcism right now. We're going to exorcise the demon out of you. Did you see that? I don't see it there. What do you see? Paul gets so annoyed that he just, he doesn't have a conversation. He just looks, hey, come out of her. Knock it off. Leave the little girl alone. You're reading the same Bible I'm reading. Yeah, I know I added a few words, okay. And guess what happened? The demon came out of her, okay? Now look at this. The people are so upset. Since she's a slave girl, the people are so upset because they cared more about the money than they did about the person. Okay? They're upset that they drag him. They, look, these people are bad people. Really? They got to go right. So, so as I read the Bible and I look at this, I have to ask myself this question. Is that what our church looks like? Is that what the church today looks like? Because see, when I read the church and the Bible, they were naturally supernatural. Are you with me? It wasn't something they stopped and conjured up. It wasn't something they debated about, you know, like, oh, I don't know. Let's, let's have a prayer meeting. Let's, let's just really fast about this one and see if getting demons out of people is really what we should do. Let's, just, let's, let's take a moment and pause and just, it, is, is healing really for today? I mean, should we really lay hands on the sick and, and see them recovered. I mean, is that, is, that, is that something we, I don't know, I read about it in the Bible. That's quiet in here today. Y'all want Brandon to come back? Brandon! Okay. That, that, 
That's what I read in the Bible. People were laying hands on the sick. I mean, they were naturally supernatural. See, I believe this. I believe that people are hungry for more. I've been talking to some of you, and even though this series is making you a little uncomfortable, some of you are like, I just, I don't know what it is, but I just want more. I just want more. I don't, I don't even know how to articulate it. I just, I just want more. Do you know they wanted more back then, too? Matter of fact, Acts chapter 8 talks about a guy named Simon the Sorcerer. It's a great story. You should read it. Acts chapter 8. This guy was, was, was so powerful that he had followers. Read about it. Actually, it literally talks about the magic he was doing and the things he doing were so great that people were in awe of him. They even called him God the Great. This guy, this guy had it going on, man. He could do some stuff that people were like, wow. He was better than Chris Angel. Because Chris Angel's got all of his stunt guys. And he's got people that are ready to help him out. No, he didn't have that. He had, he was, he's got some supernatural going on. This wasn't like, you know, just trickery. This was like magic, like real deal. Y'all know what I'm talking about? How many of you guys watch Chris Angel? Nobody? Does anybody know who Chris Angel is? I lived in Vegas for three and a half years, so okay. Okay. This guy had it going on. He had a following. And if you read the Bible, this is what it says, that when he saw the power of the disciples that were following Jesus, he was, wow! Now, this is a guy that knew some stuff. This is a guy that was moving in the supernatural. This is a guy that had some followers, but when he saw what was being hands of, uh, done by the hands of the disciples, the apostles, he was like, whoa, that, now that is supernatural. So much so that the Bible says that he actually became a believer. He becomes a believer, and now he's actually following the disciples where they go now. Now think about this. This is how powerful the church was. The, po- the church was so powerful that even those that were doing all these, these great things, that they stopped doing them and followed Jesus Christ. Are you with me? Okay. And then it comes this one part where he's following the disciples, and the disciples, the Bible says, lay hands on some believers, and the Bible says they were baptized in the Holy Spirit. And something took place in that moment, which we'll talk about in two weeks, where Simon the sorcerer was like, whoa! Acts chapter 8, you've got to read it. Look at, look at that! Like, here, I'll give you money if you teach me how to do that talk about that in two weeks but think about it now this was the supernatural power of the church of jesus christ are you with me and what we need to do is we need to read the bible and say am i doing that am i doing that here's here's the thing with acts chapter 16 you don't need to go looking for the supernatural the supernatural is all around you paul and silas didn't need to go looking for it it was following them and they dealt with it okay you don't need to go look It, it is all around you I mean, these guys were doing some stuff. Acts chapter 5 actually says this about Peter, that, that Peter would just be walking, and his shadow was right there, and people were just like, I just want to get in his shadow so that I can be healed. When's the last time someone was doing swan dives into your shadow? Are you with me? Read it, Acts chapter 5. Some of you are like, well, I don't know if that's really what it means for us today. Well, what does it mean? He was a guy like you and I. He had a shadow. People were getting in it and getting healed. Another passage, Acts talks about, talks about how, how aprons and handkerchiefs are being brought. Remember we talked about that, I think, on the, on the, first, the first day of the series. Being brought from the body of Paul and laid on people. They were healed. Think about that. Now that, that is supernatural. That, is, that, that was taking place. But you know what? Mark chapter 16. Mark chapter 16 says, 
All those who believe, plural, those who believe. How many believers do I have? Okay. I don't know some of your arms are broken. You just don't like, you know, interacting in church, but, you know, that's a nod, not your arm, okay? All those who believe, and you go on and read it, you know what the first thing it says? It says they'll cast out demons. It says they'll speak with new tongues. Wait a second. I, I thought there was the gift of tongues. What do you mean all those who believe would speak with new tongues? Uh, wait a second. And it's plural. All those who believe speak in new tongues. It says they'll lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. Oh, that, if you're a believer, these things are following your life. Mark chapter 16, verse 17. You can read, read that one as well. I know I'm, I'm giving you a lot more scripture than we read today. What this passage shows us in Acts chapter 16 is that there is a supernatural realm. And the supernatural realm is all around us. All you have to do is open up your eyes. Yeah, when you go to work tomorrow, be looking. Some of you just need to look to the person next to you right now. Like, I think this might be the one, okay? Oh, it's all around you. It is all around you. It's not like there's, here's the line, this, this is the natural, there's the, I'm staying over here in the natural. No, it's happening all around you, daily, daily. And as believers, ladies and gentlemen, we need, we need to discern things. I mean, think about it, shadows, handkerchiefs. But yet we want to sit around and we want to just, we just, 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 just talk to me about the scriptures. No, just, I am talking to you about the scriptures. I know, but not those ones. Let's talk about the ones that don't deal with the soup. Let's, let, are you with me? We want to talk. We want to go to community group and just debate. And I don't know about you, but I want more. I want more. And I've come to realize this, that the more that I want is not something I feel. It's not even something I receive. It's something I do. Believers will lay hands on the sick. You're going to, you're, you're, are you with me? Okay, that's the more. The more is not you getting, you know, blasted by the Holy Spirit laying down up here. No, the more is when you step out and you begin to bring the supernatural to your friends, your family, your coworkers. Are you with me? I mean, come on. How, how would it be if someone walked in, and I've done this and I've seen, I've seen people get healed. Someone walks in and says, you know what, man, I just, my, my mom has got a diagnosis of cancer. And you're like, you know what? Let's pray. And you take that moment, you pray, the prayer of faith. Well, how does that work? I mean, does she need to get saved first before she gets healed? I don't know. Go to her house and get her saved too then, all right? But you pray, and she gets healed. I mean, think, what, what's your friend going to do? Oh, hey, buddy, thanks for the prayer. It worked. Cool. <laughs> what if we step out in faith, and we walk in the super, the supernatural Think about this, hanker, handkerchiefs and, 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 and aprons and shadows. We have our sexual revolution campaign coming up. We have bracelets on. Okay? Come on, if you got your bracelet on, put it up in the air. Wave it around like you just do care. Come on, somebody. Some of you are backsliders. You don't have yours on. We'll pray for you in the service. Bam. Why can't this campaign, why can't this be what we're doing? Why can't it be a handkerchief or an apron to somebody? Why can't this be a shadow to somebody? Why can't this be somebody's point of turning? Why can't this be somebody's, somebody's miracle? Oh, Ben, it's just a campaign. We're raising money. We're going to spend money. If that's the way you look at it, that's all it'll be. But what if we begin to look? I mean, think about it. There was nothing magical about the aprons or the handkerchiefs. There was nothing magical about the shadow. Are you with me? It's just that God anointed something because God anointed something. It had power in it. 
Could it be that as we pray together and as we step out in faith together, as we fill out those pledge cards, now, oh, I'll just wear the bracelet. Yeah, like, I'm going to wear that. It's not going to match my outfit, you know, and What if you just jumped on board and you said, you know what, this is going to be somebody's handkerchief. This is going to be somebody's apron. We could could step out and we could see somebody get healed from sexual issues. And they come maybe for the sexual issue, but all of a sudden God touches their life in in a supernatural way. And maybe they came with a sickness or a disease and God heals them. Could this be? Maybe they'll be coming to get into the shadow of urban church. Are you with me this morning? But some people out there are like, well, I don't know, Ben, you know, I don't know about the amount of money we're spending, and, and I don't know, you know, about the, the way we're marketing it, and I don't even know about moving to Bernie. Is that really the best thing we should do? Uh, listen to me. I don't know if it's the best thing we should do. I'll be honest with you, I don't even know if we're doing it right. All I know is that we've prayed, we've heard from God, and we're stepping out in obedience. Are you with me today? And last time I checked, I mean, think about it. How much wisdom really was there in, in, in jumping into a shadow? I don't know if that's wise. I don't know if you should jump in the shadow. I'm pretty sure wisdom was out the door at that moment. It was all about, I'm desperate for God. I'm desperate for a touch of my body. I'm desperate to get healed. Are you with me today? I don't think wisdom was a part of that because it probably looked pretty stupid. He's coming by. His shadow's going to get me. Oh, you look like an idiot. I don't care. Ben, are you sure about three services? I mean, come on, one isn't even full. Should we do three? Probably not. But I believe I've heard from God. And we can do three. That's not very wise, I know. I know. But neither was the woman with the issue of blood in Matthew 9. When she went out and she wasn't supposed to go out and she pressed through the crowd and she grabbed onto the hem of uh, of Jesus' garment. That wasn't wise. Read the story. She wasn't even supposed to be out in public. It was against the law. She could have got stoned for it. Wisdom was out the door. But she knew she had to touch Jesus. Because she touched Jesus. She's healed. Do you think at that moment she was questioning, ah, I probably wasn't the wisest thing. No, she's jumping around for joy. She's healed. 14 years. Issue of blood. Touches. Wisdom was out the door. She just, she just knew she needed to do something. I believe that this campaign, is somebody with me, it's probably not the wisest thing. But you know what? I believe it could be somebody's shadow. I believe it could be somebody's handkerchief. And I believe that somebody could get touched. 1 Corinthians 4.20 says this, that the kingdom of God is not in word, but it's in power. It's in power. It's in power. It's in power. In power. I believe in a good, solid word. I believe in the word of God. I believe this is what we preach and what we're preaching now. But it's not just in word, it's in power. It's in power. First Corinthians 2 4, Paul said this Look, I didn't come with persuasive words of man, but I came with a demonstration, the power of the Holy Spirit. Power. Power. Hmm. Think about Paul. He took care of business. He demonstrated the New Testament church should look like. Paul dealt with the circumstance, dealt with the situation. And he didn't even, he didn't even pause and say, hold on, hold on a second. I got, I got a message for you, little girl. Turn your Bible right now. He just took care of it. He walked, he walked in power 
We are not wrestling flesh and blood. We're wrestling principalities and powers. Now, I know some of you out there are like, okay, this is my last Sunday here. But I believe that God's going to show up to you this week in a supernatural way. Touch you in a, a supernatural way. Expose you some more of the scriptures in a supernatural super way way. It's a demon girl. Paul takes care of it. I've experienced some supernatural things in my life. I haven't experienced a little girl coming up and taunting me along the way, except for that one girl said at the end that we talked about one week. But I remember when I was a valet in downtown Seattle, one of the funnest jobs I've ever had because I got to drive people's $150,000 cars going 60 miles an hour down 2nd Ave in downtown Seattle. I only did that twice. One was a Ferrari and another one was a Lamborghini. I had to do it. Come on. I asked for forgiveness and Jesus forgave me. One of the funnest jobs I've ever had, but you encounter so many strange people down there. And I remember there was this one guy, I didn't know his name, but uh, uh, he was always down there, um, but he always avoided me. And uh, he, this guy was, was definitely tapped into the supernatural. This guy would be walking down the street with loud multiple voices coming out of him without his mouth moving. True story. So they're coming from him audibly, but his mouth is not moving. And I remember one time that he was walking straight towards me as we're, we're, we're doing the valet thing, parking cars. It's kind of like a, a, a low moment, so I'm standing there. All of a sudden I see him coming. I didn't feel like dealing with him. So I just began to pray in the Holy Spirit real, real softly, not even loud enough for anybody to hear other than myself maybe. And I began to pray in the Holy Spirit, and as he was coming towards me, he stopped about, about from here to Elena and looks at me, and this time he opened his mouth with all the voices coming out and said, oh, I ain't messing with you, white boy, and stopped and walked up the hill, okay? Now, I said nothing to him. I didn't even make eye contact with him. He wasn't even close enough to hear me speaking what was taking place. I'll tell you what was taking place. The two worlds were colliding. The supernatural is all around you, and the power of the Holy Spirit is inside of you to deal with it. Real quickly, what does that mean to us as believers? What, what do we do? We need to recognize, we need to discern, and we need to deal with it. Okay? Recognize, discern, and deal with it. Here's one thing I see in Scripture over and over and over again, and that is this, is that God's kingdom always opposes the kingdom of darkness. You have the kingdom of God inside of you. Let's call it the kingdom of light. Because the Bible says in 2 Peter that you've been called out of darkness into his marvelous light, okay? So, if I'm sorry, 1 Peter 2, 9, into his marvelous light. You are walking in marvelous light. When that marvelous light enters the kingdom of darkness, what happens when we turn on these lights? Darkness leaves. Has to. It always has to submit to light. When the kingdom of darkness is around you, you come in with the kingdom of his marvelous light, guess what has to happen? It's got to submit. It's got to flee, Okay? You come in with light, boom. What happens oftentimes is the kingdom of darkness begins to manifest itself. It begins to try to fight back. It begins to show up, which was happening when I was valeting that day, which was happening when Paul was here in, in Acts chapter 16 came. What was happening, she started to manifest. Why? Because the kingdom of light has come. And then he dealt with it. You and I need to discern. First John 4. I want to read it to you again as we get ready to close here. First John 4. Beloved, do not believe every spirit. Listen to me. 
The spirit of the Antichrist, which it talks about in 1 John 4. Now listen to me. I don't know who the Antichrist is. I don't know if it's, a, if it's going to be a human being. I don't know any of that, okay? But what we do see here is that there is the spirit of the Antichrist, okay? So don't go around looking for somebody with 666 tattooed on their forehead, okay, and, t- and say that's the Antichrist, okay? I don't know. All I know is there definitely is a spirit of the Antichrist, and there's the Holy Spirit, okay? There's the Holy Spirit. There's the Antichrist spirit, okay? Those spirits, test them, because they're going to be of one or the other. Test them, because not every spirit is from God, the Bible says. Not every spirit is from God. Listen, Acts chapter 16, when you read it, and this, this girl is running around saying, hey, th- these, are, these, are, these are the people that are preaching the way of Jesus. When you look at that, you know, well, that's not a bad thing, right? I mean, she's just declaring These are the people that, listen to me, those spirits that aren't from God will come and try to deceive you. The Bible talks about false prophets. The Bible talks about teachers coming to deceive even the elect. Who's the elect? We are. These these false spirits, these, these spirits that we need to test, many of them aren't from God, okay? Many of them aren't from God. Listen to me. There's a huge thing right now with positive thinking. It's been going on for quite some time, but it's positive thinking. Tapping into the power of the mind. Test the spirit. In Yelm, where my wife is from, there's a lady called Jay-Z Knight. Uh, she's been there now for quite some time. Uh, weaseled away into the community. And she, she started this thing called Ramtha because she channels a 1,600-year-old uh, warrior knight named Ramtha. Matter of fact, I just read on Wikipedia last night uh, that she actually won in court case that she can be the only channeler of this 1,600-year-old 1600-year-old, uh, warrior spirit. So no one else can channel that spirit, all right? If you do, you'll get sued by her. Yeah. You go to her website, and literally, she charges $1,500 a head to go to her seminars. At her seminars, there is about 1,000 people. Do the math. She does one about one every eight weeks. Yeah, do the math on that one. I should have done something else than be a pastor, I guess. <laughs> Just kidding. It's not of God. It's not of God. Listen to 1 John 4. For many false prophets have gone into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses, listen to it now, that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. It's really simple, ladies and gentlemen. Let me put it to you this way, okay? Anything that draws your trust and your affection away from God is not God. Anything that draws your attention, your focus, your trust away from the things of God, that's not of God. Anything that confesses God, that draws you closer to God, that that challenges you to be closer to God, that is of God. It's real basic. It's real simple. So let me step on some toes real quickly. Hopefully there's some people watching online because I know this is for some people here. Psychics, mediums, channelers. I'm sorry, the guy is not crossing over. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You ever seen that show, Crossing Over? Okay. Channelers, listen to me. That guy and any other channeler is not channeling your great Aunt Norma, okay? Aunt Norma has a message for you. She says she really loves you and that she didn't mean to say all those mean things about you, whatever, you know? 
Now, she's not channeling. He's not channeling. What he's channeling is a demonic spirit that just happens to have some information about you and your Aunt Norma. Are you with me? Does anybody have an Aunt Norma? Am I talking to anybody? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Channelers, listen to me now. Ouija boards, tarot cards, horoscopes, these things are not of God. If you're doing them, test the spirit. Listen to me, people that check your horoscope, and I know you're in here, I know there's some of you in here, that's why I'm stepping on toes. No one's going to raise their hand, I want to ask you to. Just raise your hand if you're just kidding. <laughs> Listen to me. You are putting trust and confidence as you check that daily horoscope. Some people are like, oh no, I just do it for fun. It's just, no, you don't. You're banking on it, some of you. Okay? And it's taking your trust away from God. And it's causing you to put your trust in that horoscope. It's taking your affection away from God. It's taking your attention away from God. Listen to me. You want to know what the day is going to be like? I'll tell you what the day is going to be like. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Nothing more needs to be said, really. You know why nothing more needs to be said? Because he's a good God. And he's got great things in store for you. The Bible says the righteous have never been forsaken, nor their seed have to beg bread. You don't need to look at a horse and say, oh, I'm going to make it. Yes, you're going to make it if you love Jesus. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. you got the power of the risen God living inside of you. Oh, am I ever going to get married? Yes, if you stop being weird, you'll get married someday. <laughs> On that note, we should just pray, okay? Listen, read the Bible. The Bible says, look, right at the beginning, you want to know if you're going to get married? Read Genesis. God saw that it was not good for man to be alone. So what did he do? He gave him a woman. Do you read your Bible? Okay. Yeah, you, you, you just stop being weird. Okay. You don't need to check your newspaper. You don't need to go online. You don't need to go to a seminar. You don't even, listen to me, you don't even need to go to a motivational seminar. You want to get motivated? Read the Psalms and read the Proverbs daily. That'll motivate you. Look to the ant, thou sluggard. That's there to motivate you. Stop being a sluggard. Stop being lazy. What the Bible talks about, what's a lazy man like? Like a, like a door on the hinge, you know? So is a lazy man. You're just swinging back and forth. Swinging. Okay? Listen to me. There is a supernatural realm. You're in it, whether you want to be in it or not. What you need to do is decide which side you're going to be on. And then as a Christ follower, we need to recognize it, we need to discern it, and we need to deal with it. That's what, that's what Paul did in Acts chapter 16. He dealt with it. Why? Because he had the power of the risen God living inside of him. And every Christ follower, I don't care if you're Baptist, I don't care if you're Presbyterian, I don't care if you're charismaniac, okay? Doesn't matter, okay? If you've confessed Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life, okay, the power of the risen God is living inside of you, and you have the ability to take care. Because we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, wrestling against principalities and powers in heavenly places. God, we thank you for your word today. God, we thank you that your word is, is alive. Hallelujah. It's an alive word. 